is done And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you We're hip with the 17 and unders Yeah, obviously Males, 17 and under Women over 35 Shout out to all the young boys out there Weird. Okay. I'm trying to learn to play pedal steel again. Oh yeah. Like a little bit better than just cording and the odd fill and yeah, no, it's uh you've gotta be some kind of high functioning autistic situation to <laughs> do that. There's just however somebody that plays pedal steel is wired is not how anyone else on earth is wired. It's the do you think it'd sort of have to be your only instrument that you knew? Oh, how to play, kind of? God. You have to be like a mathematician. Hmm. A mathematician who can control every part of their body doing separate things. Kawhi would be good at it, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe Kawhi Leonard would be maybe a that's hell why he's, of a pedal steel player. Cause... Maybe that's why he's sticking around Toronto this week. Because he always told me, like, the richest man in Toronto is the pedal steer player who goes from gig to gig yeah. in one night. <laughs> he's played probably he's probably played at the Dakota Tavern and then, you know The horseshoe later. Lost it down to the horseshoe for the eleven thirty set and then finishes off at Lee's Palace or something. I don't know. <laughs> Kawhi could probably be a great pedal steel player. I've never played an instrument it's like you know how you have to play drums with like different body parts? Yeah, yeah. It's like that while playing a guitar. It's not even your feet. It's like your knees and stuff too, hey? Like, uh... Three foot pedals, four knee pedals, <laughs> two arms, and a volume pedal with your foot on top of playing three pedals. You have to control the volume every time you touch a note. It... I don't well, know what do kind a swell, of sick right? person. Every time? Every note's a swell, basically. Yeah, so you're yeah. swelling and you're pedaling and you're pushing your knees out and in and forward sometimes. And then you're playing a guitar with your hands on top of all that. Remember I count. Remember I counted the amount of pedal steel uh, guitar players I saw at Country Fest last year? One. I think it was zero or one. I don't. I don't think Paul Brandt had one. Yeah, I'd say it's and the most beautiful sounding instrument in the world. It's pretty good. Toby Keith is uh is, is playing Country Fest this year. He might. He might. Toby Keith. Yeah, I'd say it's the best instrument. If if I ever quit playing music, like as much as I do, I think that's all I'll do is probably learn to play pedal steel. Like that'll be my focus. When I wrote uh, episode six of my uh, Dauphin Bon Jovi cover band screenplay, when they, play, when they play the uh, Country Fest, uh, <laughs> when they play a Country Fest gig there finally, um, I needed uh, a headliner to, to be the drunken antagonist. You better believe I picked Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming true. Yeah, yeah. I think Mike Angels gives him a clothesline to it. I also think <laughs> Bed of Roses is playing at Country Fest this year. 
No, they're playing at Minidosa Rock Fest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man. Just love that bed. <laughs> this is like 10 screenplays are basically me going to their website and, <laughs> and coming up with ideas. You should send them the screenplay. I should. I should. Because, like, I, like, one. Just for all you listeners, Carter is writing a, like, <laughs> sitcom screenplay based on like one joke taken way too far for like, like a decade yeah no well which is the part... only kind of screenplay to write by the way yeah well what one part is you know they're struggling for money and then someone's got the secret and they put on a uh a video cassette of uh a channel from 2005 where the lead singer of Vita roses is talking about how one of the investors in the show she she belongs to the Jovi fan club and bought some uh, Jovi worn stage clothes. I'm like, wait, investors? <laughs> you guys got female investors dressing me up? Like that's ridiculous, man. You, you need that for Johnny's. Those guys were delusional. They, they were completely delusional. <laughs> well, they played Hughes, uh, the the bass player in Bon Jovi. Hughes. Hughes' uh, birthday party. That's a great discussion in the screenplay. The, the character named Trevor's like, well, he was the Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I would say. I know. Yeah. And someone's like, no, sure he is. He's, you know, he plays on all the albums and he plays. No, well, he's not in the band. He yeah. doesn't split the profits. I give him a ham sandwich and he goes out there and plays, you know. Like... <laughs> I'm not quoting it exactly right, but that's that's so Trevor. Oh, he's not in the band, but I think he is in the band now, because I guess they're not making as much money, so there's not that. Big, so it's probably cheaper to cut a bit on the proceeds and paying him his touring fees, right? So, yeah, they freed up a lot of money after Richie left. Man, I got my Richie Sabora Strat all redone. What? Really? Yeah, I've got a new tremolo arm put on it. Put new springs in it, rewired all the five way like the five way switch. I took it out, put a new one in, yeah, resoldered really, it. You're really wrenching oh, on that Floyd Rose. <laughs> oh, that guitar can rip. It can rip beyond my potential. Like I can't, I can't yeah. harness the power of that guitar. Yeah, it's got the star fret inlays. No, let's change the subject. Okay, guys, if the sun was the size of a golf ball. The sun was the size of a golf ball. Mm-hmm. The earth would be smaller than a piece of sand, and it'd be four meters away from the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Jupiter would be about the size of a piece of sand, and it'd be across like two football fields away from the golf ball. Is this a big setup for your readiness, Joe? No, I think no this is not about your <laughs> <laughs> Always funny, though. And then the next closest stop would be 1,200 kilometers away. And there's millions of stars in the, in the universe. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> He broke Brent. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. These are the things I look up on the internet now. 
Yeah, the far future Wikipedia sleep. page, right? That's all I do. That's all I do. The world history that is yet to happen. <clears throat> now you just need to get Nat Geo Universal <laughs> Map poster. Stare at that for a while in the classroom. <laughs> it's got the solar system in the corner. <laughs> and then that's just like... In the like next our solar up, system's just a dot. In the Milky Way. And then it zooms out to show the Milky Way and its neighbors, and then zooms out to show local supercluster, and then the the place of everything. Oh. I, I'm reading more and more about space yeah. there. Uh, link, link or yeah, oh, take them on a trip through the powers of ten, Trevor. Every ten seconds, the picture gets ten times bigger. Oh my god. So it just starts to zoom out and out and start to it's like okay now it's ten light years across, now a hundred. Nothing really changes. And it goes it's into still, the cell. Still is significant. And, and then it goes into the cell and everything in there is empty too. Cause the distance between electrons and the, Oh like my the, god. The, nu the nucleus is like yeah. the cell. Every nucleus well, is like the the size of the sun in a solar system or so. Yeah. So everything else is just empty space. I was talking to kids how like we're more nothing than we are something. By a lot, yeah. And the kids were just like, no. I'm like, no, it's we are. <laughs> the kid, like yeah, I had course. kids having mental breakdowns, like literally in class. And they'd get upset. I'd be like, don't worry. It's all completely pointless. We're just dust in time. So don't worry about it. And it's just like, Ugh. it's great. It's just great. It's the best feeling and the worst feeling in the world at the same time. So yeah, like like I said, reading reading uh, like space books for ten year olds to link published in the mid 90s you know the same ones i grew up with even though i'm getting into the library they just don't have any newer ones but i think our generation is the worst generation for space hey because the previous generation had you know the moon landing manned you know uh you know that mars was going to be a real thing like you know people are actually going to go to mars etc etc what are the possibilities well with us it's just like oh the challenger you know like bad just bad things nothing happening our, that's not our generation were you working on the challengers as three-year-old no i was a zero-year-old but you know i'm just talking about our general decade of an age group you know because well, we lived in the baby boomers prime and they're the most incompetent losers ever <laughs> literally yeah. just took everything paid nothing for it and passed a disaster on to the rest of like you know the next five generations yeah yeah and but sacrifice, like the next, sacrifice the next, nothing literally but the next boomers. generation like like lincoln seth are they're gonna see like a man on the moon and, and i mean on man on mars and on the moon again and stuff like that no problem like you know like yeah so they're it's it's sort of worthwhile getting for them to get excited about it but for us it's just like uh missed out and we're probably gonna miss out again you know <laughs> Like just the the period of nothingness. 
Well, if they got to send some people out into Mars, they should take baby boomers. <laughs> Fill a couple buses. Shoot them out there as the test subjects. Okay, okay, okay. So, was everyone sick of these rock bios like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, uh, Elton John, and whatnot, Rocket Man? They're finally making the one that is the one to watch. Super Freak. Oh no! <laughs> making the Rick James biopic. Is it a comedy? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, it's like it. serious. Well, that's too bad. Where are those guys at? Where are those guys at? That could be a, that could be a new podcast we could do. Yeah, a you're right. Seven a seven part series. Where are those guys at? And I'll go to Where all them the locations. Guys at? I'll go to all the locations and check out the seeds and look yeah. for clues. I'm in BC and I'm going across the country anyway. I could just stop. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won't. You could retrace their, their yeah. expected path. And and we could have like serial music in the background like i was just feeling something in the air and i knew that you know i was on to something on the next episode of where, where are those guys, guys at yeah they screwed up man I, I i had a idea how to get out of it but it, it turns out it wouldn't have worked um because there was that one guy that they killed that like nobody like in the, the sketch was perfect and nobody was really you know claiming who that person was so i was like oh he's like this homeless drifter that's what you gotta do say that he killed the first two people and abducted you guys and then you had to kill him to get away but then it turned out that guy was like a botany professor with his phd at ubc it's like a <laughs> not a homeless drift. bum not a homeless drifter although you could be a homeless person in vancouver and be a professor because that's how expensive <laughs> it is here oh, yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to my box, kids. My box hours are uh, <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from eleven to seven. Yeah, Come yeah. to the refrigerator box. Oh, but that'd be Brent's next sleepaway camp. Seeing how long he can go up and up in the Gillum, if the bugs could get him or the swamp or something. Man versus nature. Brent versus yeah. Gillum. I don't want to be around bugs. They're just dead in a sprite. Maybe killed each other. Or are they still going? Well, if they're out in Gillum, they're dead. But if they left, yeah, then they're probably just hiding somewhere alive, fine. But is there enough berries and or something to keep you going up there? You know, you just can't you get, live. But... You get killed by the insects. Yeah, they're that bad. Hmm. Well, the mosquitoes in some parts that they were saying they could drain half of your body's blood in three hours. Really? Holy moly! Yeah, yeah, I was reading about how they kill baby deer in, like, they'll actually drink them to death. You can get 8,000 stings or 8,000 bites in, like, minutes. There was a whole article on it in the, it was in, like, the style section of the Vancouver Sun, cause, or the Vancouver whatever. Lisa's dad reads it every day, and yeah. he brought it down. And the stats on how up north mosquitoes will drain, like, they'll, they'll drain something to death. That's why you get that's, out, that's why you go to Europe instead of staying in the flan. You don't want to be drained. <laughs> oh, I get the hell out of there on purpose in the summer. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But no, it seems like they might have, you know, commandeered a little boat and, and went cruising down the Nelson River. Oh. Yeah, that was the news yesterday. And then they found stuff along the river today, nine kilometers away from where the RAV4 was oh. burned out. So that's what they did. Yeah. So. Oh, they're fine then. They could be around. They're going up or down the Nelson River, do you think? I don't know, but it was pretty stupid. They should have just went to Edmonton and got got lost, you know? But to go, like, to... Went to the mall! Northern, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Waterslide. But, like, that was... Or, like, you know, Saskatoon or something like that. But uh, to go... To go to northern Manitoba where there's one road in, one road out, you know? I guess they didn't think of that, you know? Pretty stupid. Well, the part... With, I think they thought they were outdoorsmen where they were from in BC up there, up north. <laughs> But Lisa was like, Lisa was like, uh, BC wilderness compared to Manitoba wilderness. That's not the same thing. You know, like, I think they thought they knew what they were getting into. And then they probably ended up in Gillum. They're like, oh, my God. They're 18 or 19. They probably thought it'd be just prairie, you know. And they didn't think this would blow up as much that everyone in Canada knows they're fake. It's just swamps and heat. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But so much misinformation. What? Sorry. If they took a boat, it was. A, but then the boat was found, uh, like, like after Ooh. hitting rocks and stuff. Like it just seems it's a hellscape up there, that the boat was damaged so badly by like rapids and rocks, <laughs> <laughs> like like five kilometers away from where they stole it. Like they couldn't even get five kilometers Ooh. of the power boat. Then they dead. Maybe. And now eight chans down, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, their server's not gone, but their um, some fancy in-between thing for big sites like okay. that won't host them anymore, kind of. Yeah, so they're going to have trouble talking. If, you have, if they have a satellite phone hanging out up north, then... That's it. I just can't imagine them staying offline. Yeah. Not check, not logging into Steam or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 18 or 19. They can, good for them. So much misinformation. Like, I saw a report. Did you, oh my God, did you hear? Like, because, you know, someone said on, they were coming to Sifton, or they were in Sifton, and people were scared on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, then, And then there was a tip that uh, they were in Riding Mountain National Park, like the worst place to be. And it was so cre- it was so blown out of proportion that uh, on a no RCMP actually had to inve- spend a day investigating tips yeah. and stuff like that to make sure that they weren't there. So bad. Cool. All right, Brent, you got one more segment. Yeah, it's just a preview for if you're coming to town in August. Wait, aren't we going to meet in Winnipeg in like a week? Yeah, that's right. We got to do a pop up podcast there. Yeah, yeah, we've got to watch. I've got something for us to watch. Roar. Does that ring any bell? Does this mean anything roar. to you yet? Katy Perry oh, so video nine... from five years ago? No, no, not that roar. This is a 1981 American. It's supposed to be like a comedy romp, Home Alone. 1980? Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. You'll be sweating and shaking watching it. Some legitimate Hollywood people, including like, the director, there were 
directors and producers were, I think they're involved in Exorcist movies. So they got money, and he's married to, it's one of these written, directing, starring deals. Oh, <laughs> recipe for He's married things, to. For things go wrong. Yeah, Tibby Hendren is the main actress. She was in The Birds. Like, okay. Melanie Griffith is the her daughter, like his stepdaughter, and she became an actress from this. So it's real people really made, but this guy just got money and then started to have lions on his property in L.A. And it was like a lot of lions, and people were like, no, you can't do this. So the lions got moved to a preserve, and they thought it was, they realized this is getting expensive, so let's make a movie with the lions. So they just throw his family and other actors into a house with hundreds of lions in the house. They're not <laughs> trained. There's supposed to be like a zany plot about the family, but they're getting like killed by lions. Actually killed, like blood. What it's the nuts. hell? And it's a real so, movie? Yes. And it got finished? Yeah. Yeah, Alamo Drafthouse bought it or picked it up in 2015. It wasn't exactly popular, but yeah, I really oh, want to sit down and watch it. Mm -hmm. How can I find it? YouTube. Nice. The entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna it watch has that this quality. Tonight. Oh, I wanted. I haven't even seen the whole thing. You're gonna get a sneak preview. Skip around a little bit. I think it has some of that meandering of. Like that style of terrible movie where stuff goes on way too long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when you see a guy trying to act with. Cause, and cause yeah, the main character thinks the lions are totally. Like, the main character, the person, not the actor, has no fear of these lions. But I'm sure some of the other actors do. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many lions, yeah. and so what? many real injuries. Like, yeah, Melanie Griffith had her was scalped. Whoa, she was fixed up. She had a career after that. This was like the start. Oh my god. The older the mom had a leg, fra a femur fractured, I think, by an elephant. This sounds awesome. Like it's just so on the edge of you can just tell nothing is cool about it. <laughs> you can't be around that many lions and there's like giant cat fights going on like right behind people when they're trying to talk. Cause they're probably not all from the same pride, so there's a little bit of uh, you know, like, <laughs> well, I'm gonna test you. I'm the dominant cat here. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a lot going on. They sink a boat while a cat's on the boat with them. That's one of my favorite parts. This lion just doesn't look happy with the sinking boat at all. <laughs> it's just not impressed. Oh my god.